boss, straight boss, five kids, wife, a cat, 33 houses, a hotel. Mm. Um, a hotel? A hotel. 125 doors. Um, I own a lot of land at this point now. Last time I checked, it was like 512 acres, but we're constantly getting land too. Okay. Agriculture is the new thing. Where we highlight some of the most creative and non-traditional ways to make money in real estate. We will showcase some of the world's greatest male and female real estate developers and teach you how you can make money by using the same strategies. Now, it's time to develop. Here's your host, Charles Noonan. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Land Bank Show, where we highlight dope individuals that have run up a bag through real estate through non-traditional methods. Today, we have one of my favorite individuals, Dr. Janice, Jamisa Bennett, um, wife, yeah. mother, philanthropist, oh, real estate developer, right? Yeah. At a super high level. Um, and then most important thing about her portfolio, which like I'm super excited if you guys can't tell, her portfolio is just like mine, debt free. Why is that important? Because we both got kids and our kids have to inherit something that they won't have to work really hard for if they have any other issues that we have. Yeah. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm hey. so excited that you're here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. So how'd you like that intro? I, mean, I thought it was pretty dope. It was. I think you almost called me Janice, but you know. I, you <laughs> no, I did not. I know your name. I've been, I've been following you and a fan of what you do for so long. I really appreciate that because social media is one of those things where I don't take super serious. So like right now I have a, a nice amount of following, probably like 55,000. But for who I am, I should probably have 55 million. Um, I, I, believe, I agree. Yeah, but I think that's the safe space for me. Like, unlike mm -hmm. most, uh, what do you call them? Influencers. I'm not there every second trying to show you how great I am. Yeah. Sometimes I got the wig on. Sometimes I got the wig off. Sometimes <laughs> I'm momming. Sometimes I'm doing real estate stuff. But I feel like it's really important to showcase and highlight that this is for humans. I am in the yep. business of people. Real estate is the business of people, right? So I think it's awesome to hear that you've been following me for a while because I built those followers from the ground up. Let's all yeah. muscle work. I don't run ads. No, not knocking ads. It makes sense to market and expose yourself. Yep. But, yeah. So we are similar in so many ways, I have to say. So I'm not a big internet guy either. I'm not big on social media. Yeah. I think I only have maybe 17,000 followers. And... I really focus on my internet presence yeah. based on helping people. Yeah. So I feel like the more I do that, the more people will follow that are interested in what we're doing. Right. So, yeah, here's a secret that people don't really know. I've only been on on social media for like a year. Oh, wow, that's insane. I have One been, year. I think, maybe since like 2017-ish. Yeah. Um. But my favorite saying is, if you're looking for a diamond in the rough, you have to go to the rough to find it. So we're not for all the glamorous, a million yeah. followers. Like, yeah. I got really good insights. I'm yeah. talking to, it's not a bunch of bots. Like, I'm talking to my people. They know me. I know them. We have a relationship. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, mine too. Mine is uh, fairly similar in that um, a lot of my followers are Land Bank team members. Yeah. Just because I started the page, I started my just my outbreak of social media was the land bank being like the land bank king. OK. And why I've been following you so much is because once I heard your portfolio was debt free, yeah. 
Like it just made me like the number one like follower. I, like I paid attention to all your stuff because yeah. I built my portfolio debt free. The same way. Yeah, and then the one of the main reasons I always say is because I have to pass my portfolio down at some point. Right. So my kids will not be able to do the stuff that I have to do if I had a portfolio that was highly leveraged, right. like collecting rent, paying mortgages, um, work with management companies, all of that stuff. I think I, I don't know that they're built and wired to do you that. Do right. However, I do know to live in New York City, they have to have money. They right. have to have that passive income. They have to have a portfolio. So I really like built my portfolio up like basically from the ground and cashing out on everything or finding non-traditional ways to fund buying properties. Yeah. Um, so for me, debt free is so many different things. Um, now, in the beginning, it was because I did not have good credit. I started real estate when I was 19. Well, I had no credit. So I won't say it was bad, but, you know, no credit is just as good as having bad credit. And then once I started to get in the flow of things, I realized how much freedom I had in decision-making processes when it came to real estate. And then, you know, at this level, I'm looking at it like most people get into real estate for financial freedom. That's completely impossible if you're in financial bondage. <laughs> What's free about you owing 87 people who can take it I from know. you at any given time, right? Um, outside of building, the second most important thing is to be able to sustain what you have. Absolutely. Being over leveraged is one of the biggest pitfalls for most great investors because it's a domino effect, right? One yeah. thing to not producing, you then have to start pulling from other assets to then keep up with the portfolio that is still thriving. And I feel like that's a lot to deal with. Isn't so, it? Don't you find it bizarre? the amount of profit per door that some of these people make. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I got 300 from this door. I got 400 from this door. And not for nothing, I actually, <laughs> um, for shits and giggles, I actually did one time say, oh, let me try this hard money loan thing. Yeah. See how it works. I hated it. I literally felt like I had a noose around my neck. It was yeah. terrible. Like, you got to hurry up and pay me. It's interest only. And then once the loan matures, we then have to charge you 1% again. I was like, oh, my God. You're yeah. charging me money? For paying you money? Like, what? It was crazy. Um, and then I realized when, you know, people are discussing leverage and OPM, they're constantly talking about using other people's money, other people's money. So from the outside looking in, it's like, I want to do what those guys are doing. That sounds like it works. Yeah. But then from the inside, being at the table with some of these people and having really in-depth conversations, we are the other people that they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're not calling the banks and going all crazy. They're leveraging us. So once you think about, like, you know, how important you are in that process, you start to kind of move different. Once you know your ranking in the situation, you handle yeah. it accordingly. Yeah. And then there's 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 the why. Yeah. Right. Everybody has their why. And I'm not knocking like OPM. I'm not knocking um the bird strategy, mm -hmm. things like that, I right? It. I do too. No, give me a high five. Right. Like this is crazy. I'm gonna tell you something else that's crazy, right? When we were talking, you told me you had thirty four properties. Mm -hmm. Right? It's 33. 33? It's 33. All right. All right. Look. Well, knock on wood. Hold on. Because <laughs> we're putting an offering on something today. So hopefully 34 by like August. No, here's what's crazy. I have 34. That's insane. That's insane. I have 34. Like, but you know what's crazy? If we were to leverage, right? Easily we could have like 100 different. We're not, we're not even talking about doors. We're talking about like buildings, right? Yeah. We can easily have like two to three times the amount. But this is like a wealth thing. I say like wealth is a game. This is not something Absolutely. that you just do once and it's over you. It's a continuous thing. So, yeah, I don't mind having 33 right now opposed to having 50 or 60 because I know that they'll come one day. 
it's, it's overrated. Yeah, honestly. it's it's, it's the so debt free. Rated. It's the debt free for me, and yeah. I get to put that money in my pocket yep. every single month. I just have to pay the taxes and insurance, yep. and everything else is mine. Yeah. So I I don't necessarily compare or participate in a lot of those conversations where they say the number of doors they have. I'm thinking all the time like profit, right? right? How much is this person taking home? Yeah. And I don't necessarily compare, but I just kind of step back from a lot of those you know, 100 door conversations, because yeah. when you really pull the bandaid back or open the books, it's really like it's highly leveraged and they don't make as much, yeah. so to speak. Which poses the question, you have 100 doors, but how many of those doors are actually yours, right? Oh, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Now we go, now we go deep. Notes, like mm -hmm. the first priority lien holders, mm -hmm. AKA foot on neck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're there and they will take your properties, which is why I go to auctions so often and take <laughs> properties. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's and, and the key and a little bit about land bank properties too. land banks are the properties that get passed down that don't get purchased yep. through the tax lien auction and a tax deed auction. Yeah. And a lot of times my team members may ask and they're like, Charles, you know, what's the situation? Why are they, yeah. they why are they falling this far behind? And I tell them because there's mortgages, there's tax, yep. there's, there's, there's debt on those properties yeah. that's so high. That when the person does their due diligence, they at the tax lien or tax deed auction, they right. say, no, 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 I don't it's want that. It. It's not yeah. worth it. It's not even worth me renovating and doing anything to it because it has so much so much attached to yeah. it. So the result is people like you and I being able to go get it for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> pennies on the dollar. Yeah. yeah. So that is phenomenal, man. I'm super happy that you came. I appreciate you being here. And um, I mean, I feel like we just jump right in. I mean, so, that's the best way. I, organic conversations. So the, the easiest thing about this is it's a part of my real life. This is what I yep. do every single day. And then likewise, right? So when you're talking to somebody that does what you do, there's a commonality. There's no Absolutely. ego. There's no tit for tat. There's no, I mean, we had a whole mastermind yesterday for like, Ooh. it was like 40 minutes. Ooh. And we just like. That was a wealth conversation. Yeah, I was going to say like exchanging a wealth of information because yeah. there's things that you have access to. That I yeah. haven't touched. And then there's yeah. things that I have access to that will help you benefit and grow that you haven't touched yet. And I think that's what it's about, right? Yeah. Not being self-made, not, you know, claiming to have done everything by yourself. No, having a team. Absolutely. So before we get into team, I want to touch on that too, because team is what actually helped me grow my portfolio. Okay. It was that unselfishness of me teaching others how to buy land bank properties. Right where my portfolio just like tripled skyrocketed. Almost. It skyrocketed because what happened was I was, I was heavily concentrated in one market yeah. and then I started teaching other people how to do it. But there's 250 land banks across the country. Yeah. So as I, as I, as I developed the team, the land bank team, they started to do research on yeah. other markets and bringing it back, like, <laughs> bringing it back to me. <laughs> so we, we're going to get into that. But first I just want a formal introduction. Can you tell people that are watching who, who you are? Loaded question. So overall, I'm Jamisa, right? On the internet, I'm Dr. Bennett. Obviously, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I think that's one of the biggest underlying questions for everybody. You say, who are you? And a person starts to talk about what they have and who they're related to and a bunch of different things. But at my core, I am a happy-go-lucky individual who takes risk. Um, I love learning new things. I have been ambitious since the time I started talking, probably. Very rebellious. I believe um, it. By nature, but I do it in a way where... It's gentle. I'm a Virgo, so I'm a nurturer. Um, now, outside of that, boss, straight boss. Five kids, wife a cat, 33 houses, a hotel. Mm. Um, a hotel? A hotel. 125 doors. 
Um, I own a lot of land at this point now. Last time I checked, it was like 512 acres, but we're constantly getting land too. Okay. Agriculture is the new thing, which you don't own, you don't control. Land is everything. The food you eat, the clothes you wear, so you might want to get some of that too. Uh, what else? Uh, I own a nonprofit, so I feel like philanthropy nice. is so catchy now because philanthropy, yeah, but I really give back. So I own the Work Foundation, which is wisdom, opportunity, resources, and knowledge, and I go teach at schools, uh, shelters, you name it, and I teach people like how easy it is to build a portfolio, like how important it is in, to invest into real estate and really educate yourself on the economic system that we live in. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. I love everything about it. I, I also, <clears throat> it's something that I don't talk about a lot, but a similar philanthropist. And yeah. I give, I give through a company called Kiva. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? K-E-V-A? K-I-V-A. K-I-V-A. Kiva. And I, I actually have a, uh, a sort of like a partnership foundation through Kiva okay. where you're able to loan, loan money to individuals and to entrepreneurs right. in other countries. Got it. And they actually have their proposals on Kiva where they, they need money to buy like resources. They need money to buy like fruits, vegetables, right. because they want to have a fruit stand. If they want to um, buy cattle, let's just say they right. want to produce um, milk, chicken, eggs, whatever, you can actually lend them money through Kiva. Got it. And it's okay. like this phenomenal site that I found. I don't talk much about it, yeah. but I'm a huge giver in it Kiva. Sounds, it sounds really dope. So it's kind of like Shark Tank, but... Yeah. It's more for, I see what you're saying. And you don't, you don't even have to give a lot. So they're asking for like a hundred dollars yeah. over six months. And then you see, they give you increments. And I, I donate a yeah. lot more, but from, course, from yeah. as, at a minimum, right. You can give a hundred dollars and they, they can use that to go buy like bushels of produce or yeah. whatever it is to bring back and sell to, the, to their community. And then it's so rewarding that every like, Every time they make a repayment and they give you terms of how long they want it to. So they send you back like $15 every month or like $12 a quarter and stuff like that. And it's so rewarding because you're just giving just to give. But what you don't realize or what it helps you realize is that you're actually funding someone in Rwanda. You're funding someone in the condo. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saved that. I didn't want to tell you that yesterday. I wanted to have something new to to, uh, just to bring to the table. This is a competition, sir. Okay. No, no, no. I wanted to have something special that mm-hmm. I don't, it was like a nugget that I don't yeah, think man. you knew because you, you're, you, you're so knowledgeable about so much. I was like, all right, I'm going to wait till we live to hit it with that. No, one. I'm telling you, I learned a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, I yeah, feel like that was yeah. the, what do they call it? Like the preliminary versus between us yesterday. It was so Ooh, funny. No, um, no. It was hilarious. Yeah, no, 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 no. Once you start reading off your portfolio, it wasn't so competitive. It was more like we found yeah, commonalities, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, I did a Zoom yeah. with like 200 people on Friday. Yeah. I'm not going to say the person's name, <laughs> but that got a little competitive. Yeah. And our energy is just more like bro and sis doing the same thing. It's alignment. It's alignment. I'm aligned with the person also. Yeah. However, in front of 200 people, it got a little competitive. And it was fun, of course, yeah. fun filled. And I certainly made made in my business to get flowers and, yeah. and as much praise as I can because I'm yeah. super appreciative of uh, what she's done as well. But um, I told uh, 
what do we call Sheeta? Sheeta is the Sheeta. She she throws the oh. verses, right? So can you announce the verses? So the verses is something I just got sucked into, right? She said, "Hey, I'm gonna put you in the ring with boxing gloves, and you gotta knock somebody out." And I was like, "Literally or figuratively?" Um, but what it is, it's a real estate like friendly competition sort of thing. Everybody who is in the real estate field who has like a similar way of investing under ten thousand, under ten thousand dollars get to share their methods and their strategies for how they have acquired their portfolios. Now, obviously, she picked the two people that do the same exact thing almost. They have almost the same amount of properties, but we do it in two different ways. So land bank versus sheriff sale or pre-foreclosure. No. And no. Um, yeah. I'm not going against you. Yeah. I'm not going against you. Are. You have to. We've already been chosen. You cannot switch. Is that official? Yeah. All right. January, July. About today, no. and you don't have to come. July, yeah. July twenty second, July twenty second. It's in Brooklyn. Yeah, we're doing a a, a live in person versus right. It's yeah. four individuals that are experts in their their fields that focus on acquiring real estate under ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but it's making like a, a statement. Competition. We're not gonna actually like go against each other. You guys are gonna learn so much because it's all about perspective. Yeah. No, we already learned in like three hours. We learned so much from each other. So imagine what we're going to pour into the community. Yeah. Right. It's going to be three or four hundred people there. Imagine what we're going to pour like into the community. Right. So I know there you specialize in auctions. Yes. Me, land banks. Right. Um, there's another young lady. Um, sis, so her name is Shanika Lene. She does mobile home parks. Correct. She does. She does a lot of different types of investing. But she does mobile home parks very well. I love it. Yeah, she's great. Um, we've worked together several times. And then there's a guy, I believe. Joseph. Joseph. Tax deeds. Tax, tax deeds. Yeah. She should have put me against Richard. I would have got two belts. Against him? Yeah. No, 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 no. We're yeah. not talking about, we're not competing. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a yeah. conversation. This is a friendly conversation. I mean, always friendly, right? Yes. yes. However, the structure is we're going to be in a ring. And we're going to exchange um, informa exclusive information that we have pertaining to our industries. Okay. I'm declaring right now, I am not competing with you in this versus battle. You are, actually. <laughs> and here's the thing. Well, I, I got dragged in, too. I'm that type of friend, though. When I knock you out. I'm going to help you back up, okay? Oh, and here's the thing. God. You got two legs to stand on. You're a great guy. You have a great portfolio. You have a great strategy. I'm just a winner. That's all. But here's some stuff you don't know. All right. Right? So I'm an Aquarius and mm -hmm. a New Yorker. Yep. And I'm tall. Yep. So I see you coming. And I'm an athlete. Yep. So this stuff I'm about my portfolio, I have not revealed That's yet. Okay. Athletes always have like an audible or something in their pocket. Yeah, but they also have a system. And so a process. Great athletes <laughs> are when they're able to switch it up. Not many athletes right. can do that. Look, Look. I'm okay. a quarterback, though. That's all right. I'm not on the line. It's okay. I, I'm, I'm up here with it. Mm -hmm. All right. So, look, guys, you guys going to have to tune in July 22nd to this versus battle because yeah. there's some sparks flying that I didn't yeah. even know about. There's now, some now stuff being thrown my like way. Right All right. We're going to talk about that because I actually I, I, I don't want to compete against you because your portfolio and everything I've learned about you yeah. is super dope. So if I do have to go against you, we're going to make it an educational platform where I just end up with the belt. Because you know what? It's all for the culture. Yes. Um, but there's no way that you're going to 
get the belt. Like, it's impossible. I think she should just not even offer a belt, honestly. I think that'll be the best thing. Because I don't want to, right? Because I do feel for you. You're my brother at this point. And I don't want to embarrass you in front of the people. Embarrass? Yeah, I don't want to do right, Look. Like, I don't want to do that. Look, we got to take a break. We have to take a break for our sponsor. I, um, I just got to highlight some of our sponsors. I'm going to go fast because I got to get right back to, to, to this portfolio. We got to get right back to what we're doing. And I guess, you know what? It's just a trait. Winners win. Yeah. And I guess we're just gonna be competitive. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna absolutely be competitive because when it comes down to winners winning, we also are able to find the win and a defeat too. Like I never feel like I ever lost anything in my life. And I mean, I have made some great mistakes that, you know, caused some terrible pitfalls, but I always figured out how to come back stronger. What happened? Why did this happen? What could I have done different to change it? So like, you know, even if you hit me kinda hard and I gotta bounce back, now I know how you swing, I know how you punch, <laughs> I know how to duck, right? So I think it's gonna be great because again, the common ground here is to educate our people and show them the ropes and show them how we did it. That's literally what we both do for a living. Absolutely. You know, so yep. I'm excited. All right. Our first sponsor that makes the Land Bank Show even possible, right? Unsoldland.org. It's my go-to site. It's a complete, fully comprehensive, one-stop shop for everything that you need land. There are some really good land deals there. I use the site for land uh, for my portfolio in Alabama, as well as other states around the country. So unsoldland.org is one of our sponsors and my number one go-to site for anything land. Our other sponsor is Star Homes in Coleman, Alabama. As you guys know, I develop in Alabama. Um, call my guy, Adam, the number's on the screen. He will help you with everything homes you need. Modern, um, I'm sorry, manufactured, modular, Tiny homes, which I'm a tall guy and I do not like tiny homes because they make me feel even smaller. Uh, manufactured, tiny, mobile, everything you need um, related to home. So if you guys are developing any of the land that you have in the South, call my guy Adam at Star Homes. He will get you situated and get you right. Tell him Charles sent you and tell him you heard about him on the Land Bank Show. Now. Oh, man. Now. <clears throat> I need you to tell me, right? Because we got so much in common. All right. I'm almost, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear how you got your start because I feel like we're going to have come from similar backgrounds to yeah. some degree. So tell me, how'd you get your start in real estate? I'm a trust fund kid. Um, Running joke, I'm not a trust fund kid, but I got my first property from my grandma. We did what's called a dollar deed transfer, but in all actuality, she added me to her deed. It was fine. I wasn't paying any mind because I didn't really know what that meant or how important it was uh, until she passed away. Okay. So then she passes away. I am like in my college journey. You know, I'm living on my own. I'm doing my thing. I've always been very responsible. I am the eldest sibling of like 10. Was it 11? I think it's like 10 or 11. Whatever. I have a lot of siblings, okay? Um, and so with that always comes great responsibility. So I've always been a forward thinker. An innovator, how do I figure this out? Problem solver, you know. So here it is. She passes away. Now my first thought is, okay, I'll move into this property, right? We're somewhere paying rent. My mm -hmm. husband and I, he was my boyfriend at the time. And I'm like, no, 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 let's go here. It's gonna be free. It's gonna be great. And then I realized, eh, I don't really like panels on my wall or drop ceilings. You know, like the plastic on the couch. Y'all got grandmoms here. I know how like grandmoms get. Yeah. And it was just like a ton of deferred maintenance. Um, but that wasn't really the thing that deterred me from the situation. It was getting a sheriff's cell notice. 
Like, we got a sheriff's own notice on the front door. So what a lot of people don't know is when you're older, you'll get into programs. It's like tax abatements and different mm-hmm. things that will help older people sustain. And she wasn't that old, but she was old enough. And she had an income that was low enough to be approved for these things. And when she passed away, they came to collect. So where right. I am thinking everything is free to go because it was debt free. She had no mortgage or anything like that. I got $40,000 tax bill. Wow. I'm like, $40,000. Like, where do you get that? I didn't know the first thing about making that amount of money at one time. So here it is. You got this thing where you got to move it or lose it. So we never formally moved into the property because, like, we want to paint it first. We want to change things, you know. We're trying to find some people to fix it up. We're on Google, like Craigslist. Everybody that's coming to fix it up is trying to, like, take it from us. Let us buy it right now. This is way too much work. And we're, like, super young. Now, I'm from Philadelphia. I was right in the middle of, like, Center City-ish. And this is when gentrification was, like, really, really big. But I'm young. I don't know what that means. Right. I know that everything kind of looks the same in my area now. I know that everything didn't quite look as pretty a few years before. But I don't understand why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Long story short, my family's out for blood, too, because there's a lot of the grandchildren. Actually, she right. had children. Okay, one of right. my parents was her child. So they're like, why should she give it to you? We're going to take it. And, like, nobody's taking anything from me. Yeah. So, like, if I ain't let my dad take something from me, you're not taking that boat. I'm sorry. Right. I keep going backwards. Anyway. So um, it became a thing, and, you know, my back was against the wall. Pretty much I had to make a choice. Everybody has this great saying, like, you don't sell grandmom's house. You don't sell grandmom's house. Like, I'll call bullshit. You don't lose it either. I feel like us as a people, we have so much pride, and it's like, oh, I would rather hold on to something to say that I have it or to say that it's mine rather than leveraging it for its intended purpose. I remember my grandmom saying, like, this is all we have. And she wasn't wrong, but, like, this is not all we have to have. Why is this all we have, grandma? Okay. Because, you know, back then, it's a complacent type of thing. You work, it's the American dream, you own something, we good here. That's all they knew. That's all they knew. But my thing is, I always wanted more. Like, I always was that type of person that wanted to know, well, what else? What else? I'm curious, right? I was a latchkey kid. I read tons of books. So my mind expanded fairly young. And I was raised by my grandparents. So wise beyond my years, which I'm sure that you can tell. Um, So it came down to it. And I'm like, okay, I can't afford to pay for this. They're going to take it. I'm going to sell it. That's going to be it. The hardest thing I ever did because everybody's like, you sold it. Give me the money. Like, it was crazy. I don't even think that they cared that I sold it. I think (laughs) that they cared that I ain't break them off. But I had a plan for it. I had a plan. I reinvested every single dollar. Like, And I like stuff. Don't get me wrong. Even then, I had jobs. Like, working through college, I had jobs. I was paying for my own books and paying my own phone bill. I'm that type of person. But I was like, okay. One house got me this much money. Let me go find some more houses. And everything that I've learned in real estate is experience-based, okay? It's not something that I heard on YouTube. It's not something that somebody said to me and I spit it back out. No, I was in the field. I was making mistakes. I was spending too much on money. I mean, on properties. Um, I was buying sight unseen. I was getting robbed, okay? Getting taken advantage of. I had to learn. And I think that's what makes it so cool because it's like, okay, this is not that bad after all. And then you think about, like, the regular working system and how people get up and bust their behind every single day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they have nothing to show for it but a paycheck. Like I said, 401k, maybe a pension if they get old <laughs> enough. You see what I'm saying? And a shift for next week. Yeah. And like <clears throat> the same thing applies to learning something that benefits you wholeheartedly. It applies to entrepreneurship. You know, it applies to real estate investing. Even if it's not a full-time gig for everybody. Why would you want to be in the place of the world and don't own any piece of it how, how does that make sense yeah it, it, it throws me off too no. but um I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to learn your start because mine is very mm-hmm. similar family member and before i even get into my start just let me ask you 
the people that you find most successful in real estate, right. do you think they learned from scenarios like that or or has some of it been taught in school where they can now take these print these real estate principles and go apply them? I'm going to say the people who I know who are most successful definitely didn't learn in school. Yeah, um, me either. <laughs> I'm going to say the people who I know who are in real estate that are the most successful learned that real estate is everything. So most yeah. people who are really good at real estate just found that middle ground for whatever they really like to do. Because if you think about it, you can't really do anything without real estate. Anything that you do requires you to go inside of some type of building. Absolutely. I mean, even if it's e-commerce, you know, that's digital real estate. Uh, if you're in the restaurant industry, agriculture, the, everything requires everything. real down to the air rights. The air you breathe belongs to somebody. It's called real estate. So I think that everybody that I've met who are, is like really good and who has like advanced at it, they're not people who take real estate a thousand percent serious, and that's all that they yeah. do. I find I find most successful people in in any industry, right? right. Whether it's trucking, computers. Whatever industry, mm. I find most successful people master that one thing. Yeah. Like, you're known for auctions. Right. I'm known for land banks. I haven't really been faced with a question pertaining to land bank properties that I couldn't answer. Right. Right? Exactly. And and somebody could probably say some term, too, that they never heard. And you're like, oh, this is what that means. Judicial and rim. I know what this You're right. Yeah. You know what it means. You see JIR. You, mm -hmm. you know what it is, right? So I find that um, is what I'm finding really common and, right. and successful people. They're known for one thing, the way they obsess over that one thing, yeah. the way they take their time, they do their due diligence. They can they know every little thing about it. And yeah. I think I got successful in land bank properties when I really learned, I really like read the terms and conditions okay right i took the the web the websites apart the yeah. center for community yeah. progress i took that apart yeah i bought a bundle of properties not necessarily having all the answers right and then i struggled to and figure it out as you i struggled along. to figure yeah. out how to get ownership of them because i was i was in a city that I, was uncommon to me right and i was trying to build what i would say was revive these communities but the communities weren't ready, yeah. right? So they were taking windows out yeah. after I put in. Some of it was my negligence where I would put windows in and leave the, yeah. the, the, um, the stickers on them, mm -hmm. the efficiency stickers, mm -hmm. which is just telling everybody, hey, hey come get you, come take yeah, me. Yeah, come get me, right? So I had to go through a lot of that stuff. But um, I just really took apart like all the wording, right. all the details, and I just became like a master at it to yeah. where now... I, I really, there's really not many questions that people can ask me that I can't answer. answer yeah, yeah, because I, I really obsessed over it. Yeah. Really once you break it. it down, there's a baseline. Yep. And I feel like that's in any like area of expertise, there's a baseline for it. Um, For me, auctions, I submerged myself once I realized how simple that it was. Like, I won't say easy, yep. but it was simple. So simple that the first few times that I did it, I thought I was doing something wrong. Oh, like, my goodness. I'm, I'm like, this can't be it. Like, where's the rest? Right, I'm waiting for somebody to come out, and there's a catch to it, and it was no catch. And what I'm was like, the price? Yeah. What was the lowest price of um? What's the lowest price property you've ever bought? Five hundred dollars, and it was a five hundred. But that's not the best one because I got mm -hmm. a seven unit for two thousand. Right, and that's low for what that building is. Of course, but the cheapest I've ever paid was five hundred dollars. When you tell people, is it hard to believe? Is it a little strange? Yeah, I like, keep deeds on my phone and be like, "Look, I show you a hood." Like I'm. A it's the same thing with me when I say like. I coach a team of uh, hundreds of people, almost into the thousands, that buy properties starting at a thousand dollars. 
they just don't believe it. It's yeah. almost weird. And like you said, you, mm-hmm. you show deeds. I have a binder with mm-hmm. all you of my to. deeds. Yeah. I'm not telling you that number because we might compete one That's day. Fine. But I got a binder with deeds, right? Mm-hmm. I'll say it's this big, right? Just look. I'm throwing a shot, yeah. right? It's, it's this big. But anyway, Probably. I find it because we did the homework, we did right. the research, we're able to buy those properties. Yeah, and, um, which your eyes closed at this point. Um, yeah. So much so that you can then teach other people to do it. And I think that is when I knew I was successful. And I had a lot mm. of houses, right? But when I knew I was successful is when I could replicate the process that I was doing. You doing something, it could be luck. It could be anything. It could be just for yeah. you. But once you have a proven system that works and you can keep passing it down, that is when you know you've won. Tell me this. So you, you got into real estate, mm-hmm. right? You started to learn how to, well, you learned how to sell, right? Or, or you just show so people that you own it that free, um, right? I just, boom, spent all of my money. House mm-hmm. rich, cash poor now. I'm still young. I'm like, uh-oh, what happens next? Oh, you play Monopoly in real life. These are like common sense. I was applying common sense yeah. to the business world. And that's pretty much what got me going. But then I was poor. Damn it. Right. What do we do now? <laughs> and it's like, you're getting rent. Like, because some of the properties that I purchased mm-hmm. had tenants in it already. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great, but this is slow. What most people don't understand is rent is still like another paycheck to paycheck type of thing. Unless you yeah. have a ton of them coming in and you don't have a ton of mortgages attached to them. So I'm like, all right, well, let's apply the same principles at auction. So the thing that I love most about auction is you can put down a deposit and have full rights of ownership over that property for an allotted amount of time. So then I started to kind of like wholesale the share of sale property. 10% right. down. So $600 was our minimum in Philadelphia. 600 down. And I mean, these properties could be worth anywhere from 30000 to 130000 I mean, they had warehouses. Nice. They had land. so many different things. But I'm putting 600 down. Right. And I'm going to go sell it for what it's worth as is. And this is how I'm going to make my profit. And it made the whole selling piece much simpler because my inventory is right here. Um, the prices are so like under market value that it's really easy to sell. I'm building my buyer's network. I'm also like networking while I'm there. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was for me. And but, you get time, yeah. right? And that auction, you get time to make the payment, like yeah, the you full do. payment? Um, it depends <clears throat> on which market you're in. Obviously, every municipality has their differences. Some yeah. is 30 days, some is 45, some is 10 days, some is 5 days. Some they want their money by the end of the business day. We don't flip over there. Like, if you're serious, <laughs> right. you want to buy. Because you can also lose your deposit if you're in the wrong place playing the wrong game. Yep. So that's why you have to learn your strategies and know where to apply the certain things that you're trying to do. Okay. Awesome. So that's how you started to acquire, yep. right, and build your portfolio. Tell me about this hotel deal because that is like just like so a lot of a lot of times yeah. stuff it's unfathomable until you know somebody who did it, right? Right, until you get around people that have them, yeah. right? That have portfolios over two hundred deeds, yeah. three hundred yeah. deeds. How did you do? Right, that? then you join a, a team of people that buy $1,000 houses every single day, yeah. right? And then now you're able to just jump in and start doing it. Yeah. But I, I don't know too many that have a hotel. So can you tell me how that worked? The crazy thing is the auction is what got me the hotel, right? So I didn't get the hotel at auction. I was just so frequent online helping people. At this point, everybody's talking about me. So helping people help them help me. Right. Um, there's an old saying, can't remember who said it. It's a quote, <clears throat> but it says, if you want to be a billionaire, help make millionaires. The more money you make other people, the more money you make. And that's what happened. They pretty much was just telling everybody about me. Yeah. So at this time, there was a mayor. He was newly elected, and he wanted to redevelop his city because the city was like, it was kind of like where you, you bought your block. It was kind of mm-hmm. like that. Um, and he was like, okay, 
I need investors. I need people to come buy this stuff. Yeah. Okay. The girl, she has investors because she's taking them to the auctions. And this all happened by way of social media, mind you. And I didn't even have a lot of followers. But my impact was so strong that the following count didn't matter. Right. So here I am at the mayor's office sitting down with a redevelopment team trying to plug and play. So I'm like, let's auction it off. And he's like, well, we can't because it's owned by the city. So it's kind of like land bank, but it was more involved because it was like a government type of deal. And I was like, well, I know what we could do, X, Y, Z. So anyway, by the time we got finished having our meeting, we had shared so many things about each other and our interests. He said, wait a minute, because I like transitional housing. Right. Like that's something that I'm strongly into because, again, I like to give back. So the hotel is not hospitality. Okay, you can't check in and check out. I'm not giving you pillows and <laughs> do not call me for rags and towels. But right. it's for children who have aged out of foster care. Because oh, by the time nice. you're done with foster care, you got to go out in the world. But how do I know? I have no structure. I have no substance. Right. I have nothing to go off of. So anyway, he said, oh, there's a hotel not too far from here. And this is my friend. He owns it. Called the friend on the phone instantly and like set up a schedule. Like, let's nice. go see it right now. I wasn't even dressed correctly. I had like <clears throat> high heel boots on. It was I'm always in properties with the wrong clothes on. <laughs> I'm just I know people on Instagram judge me, but whatever. No, that's just because we live it. It is crazy. So we now I'm it. better. Like, I have a wardrobe in my car, um, if need be. Mm -hmm. um, or if I'm with my driver, I'm like, yo, turn your head. Like, <laughs> I got to change my clothes. Um, so, yeah, that's how I'm it was. I'm laughing because sometimes I get dressed. I, I change clothes, too, yeah, and I have crazy. to tell people the same thing. Yeah, that was so, the two biggest yeah, reasons why funny. I got a Tesla. One for the stock, two because it drives itself, and sometimes I gotta lotion my elbows and my. It's crazy. It's weird. But oh, okay. You know, you've never changed changed in the Tesla while it's driving. I have. You have. Yeah. It's Man. Insane. Yep. The one that I have, um, it makes me hold the wheel every couple of seconds. Yeah. So no. Yeah, it's not every couple of seconds. It's every few minutes. But you you gotta learn how to use your knee. You gotta like. <laughs> I'm from the city. I can drive on my knees. It's crazy. I can too, but so I just still do it. You gotta do what you have to this do, is right? Funny. Make sure you have on the proper undergarments, and it's, it's fair game. Unless you're in a fishbowl, don't do it in a fishbowl. People will see you. Fishbowl was something with no tents, guys. Um, um. So anyway. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, ahead. go see the hotel. It's a complete like terror, right? Everything is yeah. asbestos. I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do with this? Because this is my first time, like looking at a really big project and i don't like looking at ugly houses like really really ugly houses you i don't know i'm scared of like abandoned houses i'm a visionary yeah my husband too it must be the aquarius in you guys because i was yes. at the door or i'll have him facetime me but certain houses if they look too bad i won't go in them i'm so serious every time i go into an abandoned house or yep. even if i look at it online yep. what's and it, it and it's just how people are wired yeah right all I see is what it would look like renovated. Yeah, the potential. I hate it. He I'm sends like, me oh, houses the like floor, the floors could be horrible. I'm yeah. like, oh, I think I could save those. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't like guys have this thing where like you guys hide in the bathroom for hours at a time. It's horrible. And then my phone will ding every forty two seconds and he's sending me how stop sending me how like, babe, if you're seeing this, I don't like when you do that. Right? So, so he sends uh, me houses all the time and he's the same way, but I'm not like, I don't mind putting something back together, mm -hmm. but I, when it comes down to structure, and put, I will get overwhelmed. I will just say that. If I'm looking at something that's too messy, it's like, yeah. oh, you got to put it together a little bit for me. This, this is Simil crazy. Similar to your story, right? The land bank that I bought all the properties from in right. Michigan, the chief operating officer heard about what I was doing, heard yeah. about the mission, and I did something called Shadow Day. I do it every, probably quarterly, okay. where I actually take land bank team members yeah. to the vacant houses and show them like exactly step by step what the land bank is looking for, yeah. how they want certain things to be done. Yeah. So it, it it's just it's just 
it's mind boggling how we have how our paths Yo, to so success yep. have such similarities. So he actually came him and a, one of the directors on the board. Her name is Miranda Morrow. They actually came to my event, to right. my Shadow Day event, and they shared so much about land bank properties and. Probably for the first time, a city official recognized me for yeah. like the work that I you was were doing. doing. Yeah. Yeah. So another like um, full circle moment that let you know. Full circle moment. Yeah. That makes you successful. Like it's not about the things that you do for yourself. It's always about the things that you do for other people. Like stories outlive you. That's legacy, right? Absolutely. So making sure that you have a strong enough impact, or you know, mm -hmm. you stepped hard enough to leave a good footprint, and people are like, "Yo, this person did this for me, or this person helped me." Dope. So. You get the hotel. No, Wait. that's not what happened. You didn't get it yet? That one was a shit show, okay? Uh -huh. The deal fell through. Oh, my God. They didn't want to budge. And I mean, listen, the hotel shit, it was so bad. I'll show you pictures if you want to share it with your audience. But now, because of the numbers and because I knew that I could do it, I can't unsee that now. Right. And when it comes down to real estate, you always want to maximize your earning potential while minimizing your liability. So now I'm in there like swimwear. And then, Hold on. days in... Well, I got to okay. interrupt you for one second. All right. Isn't it weird that wherever you go... We yeah. were just talking about Italy, Amalfi Coast, yep. Positano. You cannot not see cranes, yep. real estate yep. development. Isn't it weird that your eye is yeah. just trained? You're like looking at you a view... You're wired that way. And you see yeah. a crane. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they build this They're something. They're doing something here. <laughs> do it something. All the volume is going up. You instantly start thinking about comments Buying. and all that crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, literally getting ready to go on vacation now and the person says, hey, is this business or is this pleasure? I said, it always ends up being both. Like, even yeah. if I'm trying to relax somewhere, I'm thinking about architect. Who built this place? Where are these people? How much does this land cost? Like, Especially yeah, telling crazy. people what you do. Yeah. Right? They will always point you into, oh, this neighborhood is, is really up and coming. Yep. You should look here. And then yep. I just can't resist sometimes. Yeah. I went to Ghana over Christmas, me and my family. Yeah. And I was so tempted to buy. Yeah. I was just like, so t my kids were like, dad, are you going to buy that? Yeah. Are you, you going to you buy really that? Should. I'm like, um, the thing I don't know. Is you only own it for a little while. It's like a, a process with that. But that was the reason why I purchased a travel agency. Yeah. Just because I'm like, oh, how can I sneak and get some visas? Like, I was just trying to make it make sense. And then yeah. obviously you go to these different places and I say, hey, I own a travel agency. And then they like roll out the red carpet, but they start telling Absolutely. me things because they want you to one market and promote them. But they also want you to expand. So that's yeah. like one of the biggest tips that I give to my mentees. Hey, you're not doing these people a disservice. You're doing them a favor. They want to fix their neighborhood. They want Absolutely. you to buy these things. The land bank doesn't want to own tons of properties and just hold on to them. They want them on a tax roll, right? They're not making any money. Exactly. Same with the auction. They only make money when the property sells. Same with pre-foreclosure. You can help mm -hmm. a person keep their dignity. I mean, late payments are late payments, but... It's not as heavy hitting as a foreclosure on your record. And, like, yeah. I can give you some money to then continue on where usually if you lose your property at auction, you don't make any additional money. Yeah. So that's what was going on. It is days in property, right? And this came crazy. I was being a mom, obviously, and we were at, like, a kids parade at the school, and I was dressed nice. Typically, I like to dress really nice. Lady compliments my outfit. We start getting into conversation. We're talking about play dates. She hands me her card. I see a house on it. Cause we never talk like when I'm outside and I'm I wear different hats at different times. I try to not talk about real estate outside of real estate hours, right? So I said, "Oh, you do real estate?" She said, "Yeah, I'm a property manager. Are you an agent?" I don't know why when people see women and they say they do real estate, <laughs> they instantly think that we work for some type of brokerage. No, like no, not me. It's I crazy. know I know developers. 
Most people I don't. African-American women developers. Yo, I know a lot of dope women in real estate, and they don't work for anyone but themselves. And it's not a knock on people who do work for other people, but I feel like the first question I get, I guess it's because I look young or whatever, mm-hmm. who do you work for? And I'm like, huh? My kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's my bosses, yeah. So anyway, I'm like, oh, you do real estate. And then we get into the conversation, and she's a property manager, right? Right. For a Days Inn hotel who is going out of business because nobody wants to go to a Days Inn anymore. Yeah. This one's not ugly. I mean, a little dated, but this one's not ugly. Right. Man is like, the overhead is like high. He's not getting enough business to cover the overhead. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. So I'm like, they're going to take this from you. So now here it is. I'm having a con- <laughs> She set up the meeting, having a conversation with this guy. I say, look, I can't buy this all right because there's things I'm going to have to do. But with the contracts that I have set in place, I could pay you off and like, I, tell, I think I told him like three years. It literally took us six months, but I wanted to not let him really? know. Because you don't never really want to tell nobody what you're about right. to do of before course, you do it. Because he would just start making calls and realize he could have kept it. That's your homework and your yeah, research, knowing what you're going to do with it and knowing what you could do with yep. it. So he's thinking he has this, this structure that he wants to get out of yep. because he doesn't know. And his mind is like, what you he know. was solely focused on hospitality because even after I paid him off, um, my husband and I, we sit down, give him his cashier check, and he's like, what? And we didn't wire him. We literally wanted to sit say our final goodbyes to him. Thank yeah. you so much. for Because it was kind of like seller finance in the beginning. And then he was like, guys, what happened? Like, how did you, <laughs> right. how did you do this? And we started talking to him about it. And he couldn't fathom that a hotel could be used for anything other than a hotel. Yeah. Um, but he was older, so he had no interest in, like, going backwards. But he did mm-hmm. say that, hey, my family owns five more of these. So, like, if you ever nice. want to get the rest, like, we have a friend of him now. I thought it was the dopest thing ever. Because, nice. again, he gave us the shot. Right, so we had to go in and cash him out, which was a great thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have got loans and all of that stuff if it was necessary, but you know, we try to stay debt free all the time. Yeah. And then once you start talking to other people, there's also a underlying factor in staying debt free too, right? Because if you go get a loan and you pay this person off in a lump sum, well, then there's capital gains tax. There's so many of other course. things. So I'm heavy on incentivizing people and telling them why what I'm offering works for them. It's not about me. Like I said, Absolutely. I'm in the business of people first, not just real estate. So, Another yeah. commonality. So tell me, how did you get into... That's dope, by the way. I love it. And you're going to have to tell me more, <clears throat> right? You, because there are days in in New York still. Yes. All right? Nobody wants to go to a days in when there's like a water of Astoria or W. Like, I don't know. Nobody wants... It's Airbnbs, for goodness sake. Nobody <laughs> wants to, like, the days in is nighttime now. <laughs> so tell me, how did you get into teaching, mentorship, course, curriculum that you told me about? How did you get into that? Oh, because I was getting the property so cheap at auction, I thought it was a crime. So I started to implicate my close friends. Hey, okay. let's wear hoodies and go back the next time. Like, I, I had to see right. if it was really real. <laughs> and then once they start actually doing it, mm-hmm. now I'm kind of, like, spreading the information because I'm like, oh, my God, we did nothing wrong. This is really how it was designed to work. Yeah. And then it was just like a word of mouth type of spread. And at first I was doing it for free. And then I was sitting down at family reunions and family meetings with other people's families. Yeah. And one time, my husband was like, yo. No, you should probably charge these people. I was like, I can't charge them for this. They're never going to pay for this. Like, yeah. why would they pay for this? <laughs> he was like, okay. And then the first time somebody offered me money, I was like, oh, my God, people pay for this. Babe, guess what? Somebody just offered me money. He just so kind of cut his eye. He was yours like, was an offer. Yeah, somebody was like, yo, how much does this cost? And I was like, oh, my God, how much does this cost? And I remember doing calls, $50 mm-hmm. an hour. Then it went from yeah. 50 to 250 Then it went from 250 the 497 and then before right. you know it, I was doing one-on-ones with financial advisors of athletes, and they are like $25,000. It was crazy because nice. 
I mean, if it wasn't for him, I probably would still be working for free. I don't know. <laughs> you know but what? Yeah. Very a, another commonality. So my scenario is very similar. Yeah. Um, so I'm a New Yorker, mm-hmm. right? And New Yorkers, we, your group that you're with, your yeah. circle kind of yeah. sticks together. So I'm off just being an Aquarian. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just go buy some houses. I was right. really buying them for the kids because I. I have a brownstone. I live in a brownstone in downtown Brooklyn. Okay. And I and I was always thinking, like, I want my kids to be able to live close to me, right? right? Instead of having to move. Yeah. As you know, it's gentrified, so it's extremely expensive. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got to find a place where I could just go buy these properties yeah. and build the cash flow. So I'm in the Midwest, decoded the land banks at this point, right? So I'm buying the properties. And every once in a while, I'm just hopping a flight in the morning. I yeah. got the flight schedule, which I really realized that a lot of them are the same. Like right. you can catch a seven o'clock and come back at like six, six p.m. Yeah. So I'm doing that. And then a friend of mine, he's like, bro, I, I see you killing it out there. Right. So he's monitoring the properties. I'm up to like 10. Oh, wow. He's like, hey, I want you to show me how to do it. Yeah. I'm thinking, cool. I need the company anyway because I don't feel like going out there by myself, myself, right? And that's really where it started. I was always asking them to come with me. But before they decided to do it, they wanted to see me do it successfully yeah. I was first. Say, it took you up to 10 properties. They did not want to come at first. Then they see like, all right, I'm collecting rent. There's no debt. It's going well or it's working. Yeah. Then they, then they decided they wanted to come. So now I'm allowing them to come um, with me. Then a friend says, he's like, all right, show me exactly how to do it because I want to do this too. Right. So I showed him, I gave him like the 10 steps and I actually created a 10 step process for him. And I'm like, dude, this is so easy. Yeah. You're so lucky because you get to come in at this point, just follow these 10 steps. Yeah. So he followed the 10 steps and he's like, you know, I still have a ton of questions. I'm like, all right, well, just call me and, you know, call me, text me, whatever, we'll go together. And then it got to a point right before he was ready to buy. He goes to me, he says, Charles, let me give you like $2,500 for you to help me with the first one. Yeah. And I was just so thrown off. I'm like, I'm your friend. I'm going to show you. Yeah. You're actually company for me to go anyway. You don't have to pay me. He was like, nah, bro, I really feel like, like, because I know it's going to be your time. I see, I did the the, the research and the comps. I know how much I'm going to make. It's like, would you mind just doing it with me and I'll pay you twenty five hundred dollars just to walk you through the process? Just, just for me to walk him, just for me to just like do it with him. So my initial price for my mentorship and it's over a year and some change now was twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. I didn't accept it. From yeah. him. So I did yeah. it anyway. and I didn't accept really, it. That's a really good friend that he was even willing to pay you. Like, I like that. I have friends like that. I yes. I what it what what it meant to me was I could give everybody all the answers right to my experiences, but they still yep. don't get it. Like you don't they don't have the confidence is yeah. what I really learned recently is that he was paying me for my confidence right. to show him exactly what I did. Right. So I never have ever took a mentee less than that yeah. because if that's a price that, that that's my entry yeah. level mentorship but if right. that's a price i'll give like one of my best friends there's no way i could teach people how to create generational wealth right through debt-free properties yeah. for anything less than that i mean you have to add value to yourself too um it's the application that makes the difference yeah. so it's not that they don't hear you it's not that they don't see what's going on but experience is the best teacher yeah like you can read a book all the time like i'm a mom we talked about it right yeah 
prior to giving birth to my first child, I watched the Discovery Channel. I read a ton of books. Like, I was excited. We went to childbirth class. Nothing prepared me to push a human out of me. Nothing. (laughs) All of those things I read. I mean, I remember some of the terms and what they said was going on, but it didn't work. Um, So, long story short, yeah, what you get paid for is for them to experience it and not be alone just in case something goes wrong. That's what we get paid for. Awesome. Yeah. And it's for the mistakes that we made. Yeah, obviously, that's a, a big part in it. But not everything is, like, the same exact pattern, it's, it's right? It's never going to be no, that way. No, because, like, some of the mistakes I made, most people never even encounter. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, like, I don't want to over-prepare them because they get overstimulated too. And overwhelmed with information, mm-hmm. you know, the analysis, paralysis. But, yeah. yeah. So, tell me, is the hotel your biggest win? It's either that or, like, land. I feel man. like the land is such a good thing because you could do whatever with it. Like yeah. land is just one of those things where it's like, um, it's a gift that keeps on giving. A lot of people don't know that in Vegas, mm-hmm. all of the hotels that are on the strip mm-hmm. are not owned by the landowners. People pay the landowner to put the buildings on top of Yeah, it. Like, I've recently learned that too. Yeah, recently, but I knew that from like mob times. Nice. You know, I'm a reader. So anyway, yeah, land is really good. So it's either that or the land that we don't want it to. So tell me your biggest loss and how you overcame it. My biggest loss is exactly when I started. So I sold the property originally for like one fifty two. Um mm-hmm. and then a week later somebody told me I was supposed to sell it for like two fifty. <laughs> so I like I started out losing. Right. Actually. Okay. That's what happened. I overcame it by trying to figure out what I did wrong and where my money went. And then I learned a bunch of right. stuff and right. here I am. So what do you do and and this is I think this is gonna help a lot of entry-level people that are coming into real estate right what are some of the things that you do like best practices when things go wrong um because inevitably they things are gonna go wrong if you're renovating properties right tax auction tax deeds mobile homes and every facet of real estate something's gonna go wrong at some point um just switch the w so i don't focus too much on what went wrong i really reverse engineer and try to focus on why Mm-hmm. Like, why did this happen? What could I have changed different? Like, sometimes it's not a loss. It's for your own protection. Some things are not supposed to work. And when you're really excited and you are riled up, you just head on trying to knock things down. It's like, yo, right. you are not supposed to do that. But because a lot of people don't take time to really evaluate and strategize, they're trying to go in at every opportunity. They don't realize that not every opportunity is meant for them. So when something nice. is not working my way, instead of, like, breaking down, I told you I'm rebellious. So instead of me ramming through the doors, I'm like, all right, is this for me? What should I change? Is this something that I did wrong or is this something literally wrong with the whole situation? Right. Um, and then I plan on how to make it a better situation. Whatever it is, because stuff happens, obviously. But maybe I shouldn't have picked this contract. I mean, I have really strong discernment. So if something goes wrong, I almost knew it was not going to go right. Like, right. ahead of time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I teach team members when, when st- that to kind of expect things to go wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Nothing's going to go perfect. What I kind of want them to focus on is the end goal. Yeah. Right. So if you're renovating a land bank property, like we use the example, your windows get stolen. You have to obviously take the stickers off. You can now put boards back on the window. Mm -hmm. You could put your windows back in, but put boards on the outside. Um, Obviously security cameras. And I just try to teach them to focus on the end goal, like focus on, Collecting rent every single month once you get a tenant in there mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Then passing that property down to your kids and they're going to collect that rent. So when you think of it, and I try to teach them when they think of it like that, 
it's not that bad. It's right. a set of windows. Hopefully it's not the entire house. Hopefully, yeah. you know, sometimes like three, four windows, whatever it is yeah. that gets stolen or whatever goes wrong. I just right. tell them like kind of turn the page, turn the chapter, learn from it. Mm. Right. Because everything that could go wrong went wrong in my real estate journey. I was going to say everything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's like It does. Saying. And I think what makes us strong is that we find ways to turn the page yeah. and turn the ch just turn the page start over figure it out and then focus staying focused on the end goal yeah is what i really try to tell people to um that'll help us yep so what i heard um in my very like a condensed version is preparation mm -hmm. like if you're going to invest somewhere and you're not there get insurance <laughs> so if somebody closes your window then it benefits you you have to figure out how to be proactive yeah. in all situations especially in real estate i mean because it's very simple it's houses numbers doors and windows that we're talking about so yep there's an overarching thing that can protect you. Yeah. Small things like that. Oh, here's a quick one, too, that I teach. Buy, you can buy with a credit card, particularly mm -hmm. in Amex. Yeah. Amex will pay for all your stuff. They have, I think, like loss and protection yes, or some loss yep. and breakage or something like stolen theft and yep. protection, something like that. That helps. I didn't have to use that because my stuff got stolen before I started to use it. Okay. However. Well, now you know. Of course, now we know. So we teach buy to buy everything with cards that have that protection. Yeah. And then security cameras will help your insurance claim because you're actually going to submit with your claim yep. the footage of someone <laughs> taking it your windows yeah. out. So it's really hard to deny a claim like that when yeah. when there's footage. So uh, that's awesome. Fifty two fake out. Um, just putting what are those little sticks that go into the grass or on the window that says you have ADT. I don't know who you No, that does not work in certain markets. I mean, that does not work in certain markets. A lot of stuff. I don't even know if you had a dog if that would work. But in other markets it works. Like, yeah. People okay. people are not risking In the it. Midwest. I, the cameras, so I found I have cameras that I recommended <laughs> 250. Spend the 250 per camera, yeah. put them on all four sides. Now you can hear and watch your property. See. I yep. but when, when the camera cut, we'll talk about the camera. <laughs> All right. Okay. Your experience is deep. All right. So. I'm from the city of Pooh Icy Mass and Spray Paint. So. Oh, my God. I know. It's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> it's barriers and layers of protection. Here's the thing. The sign always works for me because they never see the camera. So, they don't know which angle I'm watching them at. But when they see the camera, they know what to destroy. I don't know. It works for me. Yeah, I'm gonna get you yeah. the right signs. They're all good. I got the right signs. So look, so look, Landbake team now is gonna do cameras and a sign. I feel like I feel like that's good. Well, it's two like signs. That. They can put the stickers in the window. I'm you. Well, they gotta do something different because them cameras just. Yeah, but here's the thing: our properties don't get broken into. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. I love it. I won't yeah, wish yeah, it yeah. on anybody. Um, it's a really bad thing to work hard for something and have somebody like destroy it or take it away. It's really stupid. Yeah part of the game you factor it in and then you do like you said like you mentioned before too you get the the support from the community right and that's where you start to get those phone calls the neighbors the are watching yeah. yeah yeah and that really helps once they understand you and the mission yep. you definitely get tons of support i think support. that's what has brought me like a ton of luck you're right about that yeah because i always talk to neighbors before buying anything because i want to know and when's the last time you. a person has been here you know what's going on yeah. i mean they're really excited sometimes to see you yeah. in I got to think for old people, too. Like, old people oh love me. I was raised by old people. No. Old people love Aquarians. No. They love Aquarians. Oh, my God. How do we get here? Okay. How much more time do we have? What? How do we get here, guys? I'm just... Because you wanted to be competitive. Security. All right. Look. Two Hello? more things I got to ask. You. All right. I have to ask you this. What is your biggest success as a mentor? What's your biggest mentee success? 
Uh, I mean, I have, oh my gosh, I have quite a few, but I think Amina, I won't say her last name, but Amina. So she um, is a person who purchased nine properties. No, I'm sorry. Was it nine or 10? Oh, somewhere. I think it was nine in two months. Now, wow. my first year, I had nine properties. It took me a year to get nine okay. properties. But like you said, I created a blueprint. You got right. 10 steps. I had five. It was different, right? She used that blueprint and did it over and over again. And she was a nurse, so she came in thinking she had to spend so much money. And, like, we asked, because you're only one of four types of people. You're a person who has money and credit, mm -hmm. a person who has money, no credit, credit, no money, or neither of the two. You can never be anything else. You have a little bit or a lot, <laughs> one or the other, right? I she agree. She came in. So as I'm, like, talking, that's, like, my one of my first intake questions. Like, mm -hmm. which one are you, right? So she came in, like, well, I'm a nurse. I have a good job. I can do this. I got pre-approved. I was like, whoa, 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 stop. Go back. No. Yeah. And she was like coming and throwing money at me and i was like okay so we're gonna take six hundred dollars and she was like why why are we gonna do that and I'm, this is how much it costs like what do you want me to do we're right. gonna take six hundred dollars we're gonna get your property blah and she showed up because she thought that i was a liar she literally showed up to prove to me that this was not gonna work and i showed up wow. to prove to her that i knew what i was talking about mm -hmm. before you knew it she came to the auction and she was like you said 600 i bought 600 times six i'm like oh here we go she's one of those um when she was overzealous but it was great and then she kept going and going two months later she had nine properties i mean now i feel like she might have like 20 something properties she talks about me all the time that is she's phenomenal. amazing and you know she still pays me for things like she does groups with nursing and then mm -hmm. she like collects the money and like here come sit and talk to us and i'm like what is it's going so, on? You tell them because she not now knows how to do exactly yeah. what is necessary. She won't. She still <laughs> makes people come pay me. I don't know. She has a really high regard for me, and I think it's yeah. a wonderful thing because she was in a, a a place where like coming to me, um, newly divorced, right? All of the stuff I could talk about it because she talks about it, but she wasn't really in a good place emotionally and mentally, and like she got her spunk back, and I was so proud Ooh. of that. I was I was super proud like, of that. That is awesome. Yeah, I thought it was dope. That is. But I that think is. that's the. Yeah, she's the one. Top so, two. I have two stories that that I'm. No, you gotta really... pick one. Here's the thing: you're not gonna keep trying to outdo me. This is your show, right? No, oh, it's commonality. Right? It's no, commonality. No, I gave you one. Why would you try to give me two? Why would you try to do that? You're no. right. No, I, that's I the where, right. That's why I don't want to do I'm a versus with not you. Right. That's why I don't want to do a because versus with you. Because if you have to give two to uh, my one, one, you no, already no, lost. I don't have to. You just I don't said have you have two. I'm not with so one. Not I'm not competing. Where, where's the producer? We're not cutting. Cut They're right there. They're not cutting any of this. If you gotta come with two, no, no, I wasn't competing. This is the commonality. We're still in the philanthropy teacher mentor sharing information. Let space. me ask you a question. We're not in the ring yet. We're in the real estate world. We're not in the ring if yet. If you're running a comp, is one thing against what? Something else? It's very similar. Okay. Yes. One against how many? <laughs> one. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So here, mm. I think it was two months ago, we did an event in New York, mm -hmm. right? Where I invited the land bank team. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for a team member that mm -hmm. I could highlight their success through okay. my program. And I knew she would be successful getting into the program. There was a point where I, I, I almost had to, like you said, I almost had to like scale her back a little bit. Like, yeah. wait, I want you to get familiar with it. Get familiar with the process. Buy one, renovate it, rent it out, right. sell it. Then you go crazy. Right. 
but then she kept calling me and I lost count. She called yeah. me. She's like, I got another one. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, I want two. Yeah. And I'm like, wait. What is like, going on here? All right, 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 right. You're not even in the bundle program. That's a whole different program. Yeah. But she was just taking the information and she just yeah. followed the steps. And she purchased six properties in six months. That's dope. Okay. Yeah. I'll take so. it. A property a month. Yeah. So shout yeah. out to her. Is now describe the feeling, and they're forever indebted to you, yeah. right? It, you I mean, tell them not like to it. pay, right? Yeah. They feel like they just continuously I really owe want you. Them to go away. I'm a mom. No, no, okay? no, no. Yes, I'll I don't tell want... you something because I had a group of mentees one time, and it became such a family environment. Right. It was like okay, so we're going to do retreats and have sleepovers and go camping. I'm like, yo, I was just here to make your money. What is <laughs> happening? Like, um. I remember I was pregnant with my fourth child at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a baby shower. I was like, I don't do birthday parties, baby shower. It's just weird. Just leave me alone. Like, what would Beyonce do? That's what I always think when something great is happening in my life. Okay. She would just keep you guys out of her business. Well, they made me an Amazon to start putting stuff in the cart. I was like, well, where do right. we send this stuff to? Well, what stuff are you guys talking about? It was just all this baby. How are y'all going to force me to have a birthday right. baby? This is right. crazy. But I was in labor teaching them a class. Mm -hmm. Like, the night before I had my daughter, she, I had her home, yeah. so it was fine. The night before I had my daughter, I was on Zoom talking to them. And they That's thought it was awesome. a joke because I was like, guys, I'm having contractions. But I was like, calm. And I've done this a million That's, times. But, yeah, man, I've been wanting them to go because you become so attached to people. And these <laughs> nah. are my tribe. But it can also be very dangerous if you don't know who you're teaching. Some people have yeah. it. They got it. They're wired to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Other people, you will end up enabling them. Yes. You can't I'm get it selective, right. but I believe yeah. in environment. Right. So when I put somebody in the environment yeah. and they see every day, yeah. right? We get the luxury to look in our groups and see instant success right. and impact. When they join that community, yep. that environment of people buying houses every day, mm -hmm. they tend to buy really quickly yeah. because they feel comfortable. The community, they understand it. And that's the thing. Yeah. So I have a community for them. I, yes. I don't want to be there. Chill. I like being there. It's a, it's a place that I could ever go look, that I could always go look at and be yeah. like, all right, let me see who bought kids. today. These are my best friends. I like them. I want to be with them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. All right, Dr. Jamisa yeah. Bennett. Yeah, I can't wait to beat you in the ring. I really don't like how you acted today. No, I'm not. I thought, I thought what, what happened to all the commonalities? Oh, we're still really common. And all the cool, the bro, you so call me bro, I'm brother. Break the, I'm the eldest of 10. I beat up all of my younger brothers. I'm the youngest of four. I mean, also, you should be used to getting beat up. I'm not, though. I, I'm tall, so I'm the tallest. Mm -hmm. So I, they don't beat me up. What did my grandmom say? The taller they come, the harder they fall, I believe. She was the talking. bigger they come, the harder they fall. I mean, see, you know some things. <sighs> it's going to be great. All right, so I'm going to just do this. I'm going to just take this cheap shot. I got a team member that got nine properties you still in like had two to, months. You still had to do two for one. You still had to do two for one. You still had to do two for one. I that's didn't. The I didn't. I just that's chose. Like, like right, I'm a New Yorker. Try. That's how we fight. There's no. no fair rules. I got my license to carry, so I haven't actually fought in a long time. <laughs> Not in New York. Not in New York. I'm going to tell you something. I, I, can't, <laughs> I cannot incriminate myself, but what I'm going to say to you. Oh, my God. This is, is going to be the best versus was hit me below the belt. Like that's, that's, like that's what I'm saying. Shot. I don't want to fight. I don't want to versus you because I'm gonna win. You lose. This is there's terrible. no rules in fighting. When we go, that's, that's look. Crazy. I'm talking you know when to. I was young. They called me Mayweather. I mean it. I'm not making this up. Like I have proof, and I mean look. this is like 2008. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And this is a part of my life that this I won't discuss because I can't watch YouTube. But I'm just. Ever, I just mm, 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 I'm telling you, man. This is the most competitive podcast I've ever done. It.
I, I hope. And I was really I trying to hope. compose myself. I was being so nice to you. I was really No, you took nice the to shot. You. you said I can't highlight two success stories. I did not take the shot. I made a clarification. If I took the shot, you will be down. This is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I spared you. You are Okay, all right, really all right, all right. Like you know what? Best. So I take it back. I even used your floor mat. I wiped my feet off before I settled. Right, look, look, I look, don't look, like look. how you act. I this take back the fact that I have a team member who got nine properties. You can't take it back. Months. I take back that I said that. You can't. You can't take it back. All right. Look. Tell the people how to find you, please. No. What I'm gonna tell the people is, I'm 29 years old. I'm under 30. I'm a mother of five. I have a husband and a kid, and I have 33 properties, debt free, and I have a community of 250 people who all own properties now and i teach at schools and i teach at homeless shelters and i teach everywhere around the world and i am better than charles noonan oh tell them where to find you in a bank oh what about social media could you give me a social media maybe the land bank sorry <laughs> i'm rosebuds investments everywhere guys both words are plural rosebuds investments you guys can find me on instagram facebook twitter um linkedin i'm like dr jamisa bennett or just you may be able to search Jamisa Bennett, PhD, but I'm everywhere. Thank you so much. For the record, I'm a huge fan. I love what you do. I appreciate you do what you do, and I admire your portfolio. I do not resort to violence, guys. You can cut the camera now, so I can get the <laughs> And that is the episode of The Land Bank Show. Thank you so much. Guys, like, subscribe. We'll see you next time we decide to step in the ring. If I'm still alive... To the next episode. See you later. You will be alive. We claim that in the name of Jesus. You're insane. I'm never coming back here. I'm never coming back here. Don't clap for that. Thank you for listening to The Landman Show with Charles Newton. Please leave a review for this podcast and give it five stars. Also, follow on Instagram at Charles J. Noonan and share with others as we want to share these unique strategies with developers across the world.